0: This is the Victory Podcast. Every week, we'll share an inspiring message about God's grace and forgiveness for you wherever you're at in life. Your victory starts now. Let's pray. Lord God, as as we gather today, as we're in life, a lot of us just have a lot of things going on. We ask that you would speak to our hearts, And lead us to truly trust in you, even in the hard and difficult times. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be pleasing and acceptable in your sight. Pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. The first marathon I ran was the Fox Cities Marathon that's in the Appleton, Wisconsin area. Since it was my first marathon, there was a a lot to learn, come to find out. One of the things, we live relatively close to the starting line, uh, not all that far. I kinda knew that it would take this long to get there and I doubled it and I knew that we would have plenty of time then. But who knew, right? Who knew that people actually ran these things? Who knew that people actually watched people run these things? In other words, there was a traffic jam, okay? And we couldn't get very close to the starting line at all. Jackie ended up dropping me off at one side of the park, and I ran to get to the starting line in time so that I could run the other 26.2 miles, okay? I get there on time. The gun goes off. One of the things I'd been taught and told is don't start off too fast because there's a lot to go, okay? So at mile one, as I'm going on, uh, on this bridge over some water, I check my watch to see how I'm doing with time. And when I look at my watch and look back up, one of my contacts goes out of place, okay? And, I, and understand, the big E on the eye chart Without corrective lenses, I can't see it, okay? It's not blurry, stuff like, I can't see it. So all that means is then I get to run the next 25.2 miles as a one-eyed jack going on, right? (laughs) After about a half mile after that, I'm used to the distorted view and everything, and and I get into a groove, and and before I know it, I'm at the halfway point, 13.1 miles in. I'm on Boston Marathon qualifying time, which is what I wanted to do. I wanted to qualify for the Boston Marathon, and I'm just going, this is a piece of cake. This is so cool, yeah? About two miles later in the run, I don't know what happened, but somewhere along the way, it was like someone took one of those big Side by side, stainless steel refrigerators and put it on my back. And I am just dragging all of a sudden. I'm just right. And the sun comes out and it gets really, really hot and humid. And come to find out, I really don't like running after 15 miles in hot, humid weather. A couple miles later, I see one of my friends that I trained with this marathon for. and, and, And she's great. All right, she's already qualified for Boston. She's already run Boston, all that stuff. And I see her, and I see her in the front seat of her family's van. <laughs> it's like, what? You know, and I was just blown away and and they give me a, a 16 ounce bottle of water and I'm drinking this. And apparently at this point in time in the race, I'm running like this with my head back. I have no idea how that happens. Just a heads up. Don't run like that. It doesn't work well. Okay. About mile 19 or 20, the clouds came back in and it started to rain. And I was, man, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for the rain, because this feels good. It is cooling me off. But, but the thunder and lightning also came. Okay? And some of the people are going, the race is called off. The race is called off. And I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> no, no way. I'm running. Not this far to stop. And uh, a bunch of other people continue to run, too. And apparently the race wasn't called off. Continue on, mile 24. There's a gradual turn to the left and up a hill. And, and I want you to know that my legs did not want to turn left, let alone go up a hill. But left and up the hill we went. I get about 30 yards from the finish line. Through my one eye, I can see the medics are staring at me. Mm-hmm. Little concerning, you yeah. know, I get to the finish line. they put the medal on me, the finisher's medal, the medics grab me up and take me right to the medic tent and uh, Jackie's right there, she sees all this too, and, and she goes, "How are you?" And I go, "Hey, just so you know i don 't know where I'm at <laughs> I finished, okay I finished and and I finished just off Boston Marathon qualifying time, just by about a minute, a minute per mile, okay? So (laughs) I wasn't even close. (laughs) I persevered. I made it. It wasn't what I thought it was gonna look like, but I made it. Today, as Pastor Ben mentioned, we're beginning a a new series, a study of the Book of James, a series we're calling Faith Works. And again, like we try to do with with all of our messages, get real about real life. And today we're going to talk about perseverance and how we need God and his help in our lives. Okay. Talk about persevering. Through the struggles and trials that you have, we need God. Let's turn to his word. James chapter one says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete and not lacking anything, okay? James says, whenever, okay? Uh, in other words, our, our, our struggles and our trials, it's not gonna be like a one and done. We make it through one trial, one struggle, and then we're finished for all of life. It's, it's the rest, it's easy. No, James says, whenever, okay? Whenever is not a fun word to me, that means these are going to come. Sometimes one on top of the other. Sometimes we get a break, but sometimes they're seasonal. Sometimes they come a bunch at one time, but, but whenever, whenever. And I know as we're worshiping today, some of you are in a marathon of struggles and trials in your life right now. For some of you, it's a financial struggle. You got overextended, and now you don't know how you're gonna make ends meet. For some of you, you have car issues. Your car is on its last leg, and as you know, a car wasn't supposed to have a leg in the first place. For some of you, it's your marriage You look at your spouse and you go, man, that's not the person I married. You look in the mirror and you look at yourself and you're going, I'm not the same person I was when we got married either. And you're going through a tough spot. For some of you, it's health issues. Maybe physical health or mental health or both and the doctors are really struggling. They're trying, you know, they're trying to help you out, but while they're trying all these things, you keep falling further behind. For some of you, it's relationships. Yeah. You had a dream, and everything was going great. It was awesome. Until it wasn't. I'll have some trials and struggles in life. We, we turn on the news and, and we hear of wars and rumors of wars. We hear of inflation and injustice. These are dark times. I'll try to hold it together here. I want you to know, I know about dark times. I know about the pain and the hurt and the confusion. I know about feeling like, does it even matter? I know what it's like to say, it doesn't matter. I know what it's like when, God, I don't like these circumstances, I want these circumstances to change. I don't like it. I know about the anger and the hurt. I know about the disappointment, the disillusionment. I know what it's like to have a smile and the words that say everything's okay, but it's fake because it's not okay. I know about the loss and the loneliness. I know what it's like to, to be stuck, to be in the fog, to go, I, I don't know what to do next. I know what it's like to go through the motions. I know what it's like to just, my heart is broken. I know what it's like to have, is like your, your heart is in a vice grip. And there's just so much pressure. I know what it's like to have like this feeling like there's a hole in your heart and the the air is blowing through there and it's like a nerve and it just hurts. I know what it's like to wanna give up. I know what it's like to have stress and to be tired and to be numb and to be done. I know what it's like to just be sitting there and then all of a sudden the tears start flowing like a fire hose. Psalm 6 verse 6 says, I'm worn out from my groaning. All night long, I flood my bed with weeping and drench my couch with tears. I know what you know. Sometimes it's beyond hard. But the struggles and the trials, it's not the end. In John chapter 16, Jesus has two promises for us, okay? One you'll probably like and one you probably won't like. The first one, Jesus promises, in this world, you'll have trouble. Promise. Not a big fan of that one. Jesus goes on, but don't be afraid. Promise number two. I've overcome the world. Promise. Hang in there. Jesus has overcome. And so we persevere. We keep going. Maybe it's a struggle. Maybe it's, it's like we're, we're going through life with distorted vision, like my one eye Jack business. Maybe we're, we stub our toe metaphorically, right? We're just hopping through life spiritually, emotionally, physically. Persevere. In Greek, the word persevere means to overcome the struggles. Overcome the, the trials. The trials become triumphs the rough spots become a a renewed relationship with our Redeemer. The junk makes us become more like Jesus. Persevering in faith in God through the working of the Holy Spirit, what that looks like is humbling ourselves enough to let God be God even in the times of pain, and even when it's abundantly clear that we're not in control. God's plan and purpose for you and me is that we would regain that image of God, that you and I would look more and more like Jesus. And God will use even the pain and the suffering and our trials in life So that we look more like Jesus. We endure these trials, these struggles, these hard times, these horrific, crushing times, not so that we can become the best version of ourselves, but so that we look more and more like Jesus. We persevere because we trust in God, And this is why we can trust in God, because he went to the cross for us and because the tomb is empty. He persevered. He came through. So when you're struggling in life, don't stop the story just because you don't like the scene. When life is heavy, don't stop the story just because you don't like the scene. Persevere. And how do we do that? First way is pray to persevere. Sometimes we're so busy hurting that we forget to pray for help, to persevere. Sometimes when we're hurting it, we, we may be just, just may not feel like praying to God because we're angry at God because he could have stopped this and he didn't. But we need God. We need his compassion and his strength. He's the strong one, not us. The psalm says God is our refuge and strength and ever present help in trouble. Pray to God. Let him know you're heartbroken. Let him know your pain. And ask him to help you persevere in the middle of it all. Second way, remember God is sovereign and rely on him, okay? How do we do that? How do we remember that God is sovereign and rely on him? Get into God's word. Not only read his word, but meditate on it, think on it, spend some time with it. Let it permeate your soul. Maybe memorize it so it's there when you need it. There've been any number of times where I've gone back to the Bible and I've gone to Version and I've looked up plan after plan after plan. Not because I'm a pastor, but because I need it. I need him. I'm not enough, but he is. Remember God is sovereign and rely on him. How do you do that? Listen to Christian music. We've had two awesome songs already this morning calling us to rely on God. Any number of nights I'll be sitting in our living room couch and on our living room couch and I have YouTube on and I'm like listening to Elevation Worship. Just listen to those songs. Again, not because I'm a pastor, not because I'm some holy guy, but because I need God. I need him. For me, I follow a lot of Christians on social media and I'll run to their feeds just to hear what they have to say. And you'll see some of those as we go on. Third thing, help you persevere. Go to your friends. Mm -hmm. Satan wants you to do it all alone. He wants easy access to you. Go to your friends and let them hold you up. Ecclesiastes 4.12 says, though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. The two, you and your friend, the cord of three strands, that third strand, right? That's God. Sometimes, We need help. Another marathon, right? The guy who's getting the help from his friend in this marathon is actually the better and the stronger marathon runner. Sometimes, even the strong need help. Let your friends help you. Another way to persevere, keep looking to the future. Don't look at what is lost. Look at who is left. Don't look at what is lost. Look at who is left. God is left. God is the one who gives us our blessings. God is the one who is with us through thick and thin. Jesus did that. He looked to the future. When Jesus was suffering throughout his life, and understand, we don't know what that was like. He suffered way more, way deeper than any of us leading up to the cross, let alone the cross. And when he was on the cross, he kept kept looking to the future. It wasn't that he was ignoring the pain, he couldn't. It was real. Not just the physical pain, but the spiritual and emotional pain. It was real. He didn't ignore it, but he looked to the future. He looked to the glory of God, being obedient to God, loving him. He looked to the future and he saw, he saw what the future was. The future was that you and I would live with him forever in heaven. So he kept on going, even though the pain was indescribable. Look to the future and look who is left. The cecropia moth is like the biggest moth in North America. The female moth, its wings will grow to five inches and more. Uh, Apparently, there are places where you can go and watch the moth struggle and break through its cocoon. The story is told that a man was at such a place watching this one moth try and get out of its cocoon. He saw it struggling and struggling. And he said, I'm gonna help you out. And he broke the cocoon and the moth was free. The moth came out of that cocoon and its wings were crumpled and shriveled up. Because the man set that moth free, because he didn't want him to go through those struggles and trials, the moth wasn't able to exercise its wings and so move the moisture out into the wings and make them strong. Because he set the moth free from the cocoon, the moth was never able to be the creature that God wanted and made that creature to be. That moth never flew, but it crawled to its death. Our struggles and our trials are like that moth in the cocoon. God could set us free, no problem. But it would not be the kind or loving thing to do. God knows that we need spiritual strength to make it through. So all that we go through, all that we go through has some purpose to it. God's got that part. I don't, but we can trust in him, you know? We don't know how it's gonna end because we're not at the end. But when we don't know the way, again, remember the who. One of my social media people that follow, if you weren't gonna make it through the storm, God would have never let you get into the boat. God never promised it would be easy, but God did promise victory. Sometimes we just say, God, I don't know. It doesn't make sense. I cannot figure this out. I've looked at this from a million different points of view and it never comes out. But God, I know you see something that I don't. And I trust you. See, God's sovereignty doesn't change just because our circumstances change from Ann Voskamp, another one of the Christians I follow on social media. She says, there's unwavering peace today when an uncertain tomorrow is trusted to an unchanging God. And God gives us reason to trust. He's an overcomer. The tomb is empty. And we can build our lives on that foundation. J.L. Packer says this, even when we can't see the why and wherefore of God's dealings, we know that there is love in and behind them. And so we can rejoice always. Struggles and trials. Whenever God loves you always and He promises you victory, let's pray. Lord God, we need you. We sometimes want to carry you on the side, kind of like it's a safety blanket. We sometimes want you to just work the way we want you to work. But God, you're God. You see and you know the future and in everything that we go through, It's all about your love for us. You never promised it was going to be easy, but you did promise us victory. Send us your Holy Spirit and help us to persevere as we keep our eyes on you. We pray this in your name, Jesus, our Savior. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Victory Podcast.